All right, let's knock into this thing. All right, everybody, welcome back to the Jameson on the Rocks podcast. Today we have with us Mr. Connor Anchorage. How you doing, buddy? Doing good. What's up? It's great to see you, my friend. How have you been? I'm pretty good. You ready to talk about the police? Uh, of course. <laughs> Do you like the police at all? Are they okay? Uh, they're decent? Man, they're all right. I mean, <laughs> not necessarily one of my favorites. Yeah, but I know good. what you mean. Yeah, let me decent musician you know I mean? <laughs> no, no they're my they're my favorite that's why i had to call you in my friend this was actually your idea and it was a great one because yeah. i just love talking about bands and we pretty much talk about this band every time we see each other <laughs> yeah i remember kind of telling you when you had the because i know you had the eddie podcast so mm-hmm. he passed mm-hmm. away you had a tribute podcast absolutely and i remember saying the way i proposed it was you know if one of the police members passes yeah, away gotcha. you know God, um, God heaven will. forbid. Please, please no. <laughs> uh, I wanted to be on the podcast. Yeah, yeah. And so when you texted me about it, <laughs> I got a little bit of scared for a second. I'm not going to lie. I no, kind of looked it up and I'm no. like, a few weeks ago when you asked me, okay, okay, when you proposed okay. the idea, I was yeah. like, oh no. <laughs> Hopefully this is just for fun. Okay, you know? I had forgot that you said that. <laughs> that if somebody died, you want to be off. Yeah, <laughs> shoot but, uh, your pants right quick, thinking, "Oh no!" A little bit, but no, I was, I didn't think so. I figured I would know before that. Yeah, so. you'd have heard, you'd have heard your your spider sense been going off. Yeah, I mean, they are pretty old, man. I think they're older than Andy. Eddie and them. Andy is is getting up there. Yeah, how old is Andy? Because he was thirty three when he joined the band, right? Yeah, so he's he's about like ten years older than other other guys. So he's got to be over seventy, don't you yeah, think? For sure, yeah, probably easily seventy. Three would be my guess. Something like that, <laughs> yeah. yeah. I would say so. I mean, their first record comes out in 78, 79? 78, okay, I, okay. I think so. And we're, later in the episode tonight, fellas, we're going to rank the songs off that album. I had trouble picking which two to rank. I knew, I knew you'd want to do this one right here, but I can't do that one yet because I haven't gone deep enough yeah. into it completely yet. Like, I'm... I'm a late bloomer on that one. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. I, I was going to say first album and synchronicity. Dude, I love synchronicity. We could, I thought you didn't like that one, though. Well, the thing, I, oh, I kind of wanted to do it as like a sort of first album, last album, like sort oh, of maybe like here do are. the first one and then okay. kind of maybe talk a little bit and then do the okay. last one. I was under the impression that you didn't like synchronicity completely because arguably, I, well, I can't give it away, but arguably <laughs> it's one of my favorites. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Well, uh, no, it's not fair to say I don't like it yeah. necessarily. It's just, uh, once you said Zenyatta, I agreed with that one more because mm-hmm. you always say you like that one. So, I think so. Yeah. just I was thinking maybe that was sort of your favorite or mm-hmm. up there for you. So thinking like one of my favorites, one of your favorites. Yeah. Gotcha. Be two good picks. And I mean the number one. It's a great debut. You know what yeah. I mean? It's a fantastic debut. Of you course. know what I mean? And it, it it was a late well. Synchronicity was the first one I really came on to, like through my parents. Like, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? That's the easiest one to access, I think. And then you dig deeper and you see all the really good shit. You know what I mean? Yeah. But I think it's funny that Synchronicity is called Synchronicity because it was like the most divided record they made. You yeah. Know what I mean? It's kind of like a, an example of like Synchronicity if you kind of know like what all that is. Yeah. Like, yeah. It's really weird. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But like, I mean, as a kid, I'm listening to like every breath you take. I'm like, damn, this band is tight. They must really love each other. You know what I mean? Uh, no. Fucking psych. <laughs> recorded it in different rooms, etc. You know what I mean? Yeah, that, that must have been a rough time. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, I get it. I thought about it a lot. I think about it a lot for some mm-hmm. reason. I understand each person's side. I think Andy's the neutral guy at the mm-hmm. kind of, you know what I mean? Like the middleman. Yeah. When you say... Yeah, I would yeah. say so because Stewart, he's I mean, he's like an outspoken yeah, guy. Yeah, he's not middle at all. Sting is like, you know, he knows what he wants. Mm-hmm. He knows he wants to get what he wants. And he's gonna do it pretty much. And I would say Andy, he kind of did get the short short end of the stick a little pretty bit. Pretty much, yeah. Uh, a lot of the time. Uh when we talk about Zenyatta and talk mm-hmm. about uh 
behind my camel. Oh yeah, you know the Grammy award winning instrumental. Yes, the story behind that song. Uh-huh. Andy really got kind of the short end of the stick. Tell me the story on it. Is it Sting wouldn't Sting on that one? Is that right? Or yeah. What he, are the details? He was basically like, uh, my understanding was that he just thought it was so bad that he just didn't even want to sing on it. <laughs> and uh, so, and Stuart, even Stuart kind of was like, didn't really want to play on it. But yeah. he was like, you know, sure, I'll give it to Andy. Yeah. And then the kind of the tale is that, that I've kind of heard is not necessarily true, mm-hmm. is that Sting like, hated it so bad that he buried the tape of it i've heard this in yeah. the garden yeah okay. i've heard later that stewart said like there's no way he would have actually buried the tape yeah. like it's way too expensive i'd read that it was a joke it probably was yeah a joke. yeah <laughs> it would tape. be a, it, i wish it was true kind of because <laughs> yeah, it's, it's like funny. it's i could imagine sting just being so exaggerated <laughs> yeah. like dig, getting the shovel, the shovel. <laughs> digging the hole in france or wherever the fuck they were yeah. was that the france record um, I think they made each one in a different place because I'm pretty sure they made Synchronicity on an island or something, right? Well, Behind My Camel was in Yada. So. Okay, so that would have been... You might be right. Okay, Ghost in the Machine, the last two are the ones they did on islands, right? I think so. I want to say Give so. Or take. I know, I mean, I've seen enough documentaries to know that it was not in England or America. You know what I mean? Yeah. Those two. Yeah, I think I'm Zinyata sure. was still in England. Gotcha. At least my okay. understanding is. And I know the first three, they made them with the same producer, am I right? I think so. What's the guy's name? Do you know? Is it Nigel something? Nigel Harris? Or, or Ni- Hugh Padgham something? Nigel sounds right. That sounds really familiar. I think he might have done the first ones and then the other guy mm-hmm. did the later ones. I'm not sure about the production okay. stuff, honestly, a lot. I know they did the first one really quick. Is this, is this true? Have you heard this? First one really quick. Mm-hmm. Zenyatta really quick, too. That really? one's where it's like, um, I think they wanted they did it in like two months, something <sighs> like that. That's brief. Yeah, and so so, you know, they had only that really small amount of time and then they finished the album and it's like i want to say it was like they finish it it was like 4 a.m yeah. and then the next day they went like on tour or something they released the album and went on tour so is that there's one of them that they remixed the night before the tour do you know which one that is that might be the same think as so? Zinata. So I, I think I, so Red's, i mean we're, we're all confused here on the exact yeah. album but you know what i mean like there's one where they were freaking out the night before and they remixed the whole thing that sounds like zinata to me sounds like zinata yeah, yeah. And that's such positive. a great sign of record man mm-hmm. give her a pull up pull her out right there yeah I'm right there I if you look at it. that's my complete listen something about it i feel like it's a good all the way through listen yeah i listened to yeah. it just uh just a couple hours ago hell yeah man uh when I you said we were ranking it because yeah. I wanted to get a good good, good idea of representation. it. Representation. It's the, got some weird ones on it. Yeah, you know the I mean? transitions between songs on this album is really Very good. crisp. You know yeah, what I mean? like, it's almost you don't even notice sometimes that the song changes. Yeah, like you know the I mean? transition from like Driven to Tears into like When the World. Yeah. Yeah, it just like bops right in. So good. Really well at that. Yeah. And it's just a cool album cover. I've never seen this back either. Really? Wow. I think there's an inside too. It's really cool. Like when I was a kid, just staring at that back, I just fascinated with it. Pull it out. I think that's the one with the cool insert. Um, I think. Oh, is it not? Is it I don't just think a white insert? Anything. Yeah. Fuck. Well, there's one where there's like that whole insert. It's just little bitty pictures of them on mm-hmm. tour. And it's just like the coolest thing when you're a kid. You can just stare there and fucking look at pictures of them forever. Man, I need to get these on vinyl. I don't yeah, collect man. vinyl, but I would definitely want these on vinyl. It's <laughs> just, just, just holding it in my hand. I'm like, Should, wow, man. I like this. Yeah, it's pretty cool. You hold the others, man. I like Oh, man. I think I've got all of them here except for uh, Synchronicity. And I'm missing the first one, unfortunately. But I got these for my dad, which makes them even cooler to me. But yeah. like, you know what I mean? Than like buying a reissue. Mm-hmm. But yeah, um, let's see. Let's go back to the, the origin. I guess we should start with the origin story. Mm-hmm. 
Please start in 78 or 79. Um, depends what, what incarnation you're talking okay. about. Okay, the, the guy, what's his name? He's the, like the pre Andy. Yeah, years. what's his name? Uh, uh, Henry Padovani. That's it. He's, how you he's like it. a dark skinned guy, isn't he? He is, I don't know where he's from. And he played the guitar. Yeah, he was their guitarist. So this is at the time they're a punk band, in theory. Yeah, basically, it was, you know, Stuart wanted to be in like a punk band because mm-hmm. he had just gotten out of Curved Air, okay. if you know that stuff. Mm-hmm. With the, He's kind yeah. of in a prog band. He had shorter hair. Uh, No, he kind of cut his hair when he was in the police because okay. that was sort of the okay. punk style. I feel like I've seen pictures of him like like a black leather jacket, like that's, this era. That's you know early I mean? police, gotcha. yeah, with Henry. Mm-hmm. Uh, they wanted to be a punk band, you know, um, and so he he was kind of the band leader. He was mm-hmm. like, you know, I want to be the leader. He's writing the songs. He did write the mm-hmm. songs. Yeah, some of those early police songs, uh, like Fallout, yeah. stuff like that. You turned me on to that one. I, I did. I guess. I mean, I had known that he was the leader at the start, but I didn't really realize that they had any songs released that he wrote. Mm-hmm. I didn't think any of them made it. And you yeah. said it was Fallout, right? Fallout. Uh, nothing achieving. Uh huh. He he probably wrote Dead End Job. But they you know didn't make the first too. record, right? No, Henry wasn't yeah. on the first record. It was it, they didn't really become like the police mm-hmm. until Andy was there. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah. But Fallout Fallout gets released eventually, right? It's on the what's it's not on an actual record, isn't it? Yeah, they had the the thing where like it was Stewart's like fake label uh-huh. or something like IRS. <laughs> they named it after like they had like I think CIA, FBI, <laughs> and IRS. Like they used the names as like their record. Really? Labels and stuff, yeah. Because <laughs> uh, Miles, like, um, Stuart's brother, mm-hmm. Miles was like their manager, and yeah, he in the, there. You know the stuff about Stuart's dad being in like the uh, CIA. The CIA, I've heard this, yeah. yeah. I don't know the details. So they kind of like did sort of a, a play on that of mm-hmm. like acting like they're some kind of official government agency because <laughs> the band's called the Police. So it's like we're the Police. Our record is like the CIA. <laughs> like <laughs> they really went. With, they were they were really playing into the theme. I didn't realize until I watched Stewart's documentary how involved his brothers were in the whole thing. Like, yeah. I know there's Miles. I don't know the other one's name, but there's one that was the tour manager and one that was the actual manager, right? Yeah, I think Ian was the the tour manager mm-hmm. and Miles. He's like a super businessman. Yeah. So he was he, he was already managing bands. Is this right? I th- I think so. Something like that. He well, was already kind of wanting to be in entertainment. Yeah. And it's so, got to be like a tough spot for them, like all arguing and like the manager's kind of biased. Well, maybe not. I mean, we don't know him, but like you got to imagine he's biased towards Stewart a little bit. It's his brother. Is he not like, man, fuck this thing guy. He's not letting Andy or uh, Stewart get any songs on. Well, I think, I think you, you could see that, but I think as like being a big Mr. Like hotshot Hollywood guy, he mm-hmm. could see Sting's like talent yeah, pretty much once could. they hit on with mm-hmm. like, Roxanne and stuff. Once I he... think was is it true? Sorry to cut you off, but is it true that I think it was uh, Miles is the manager, right? The mm-hmm. main one it, that Sting played him Roxanne. He told him it was a classic. Have you heard this? Um, I feel like I heard this in an interview that he said that Sting played him Roxanne. He said, "Congratulations, boys, you've written a classic." I want to say it's either that or it might be the opposite of that uh-huh. where he he heard it and said it was bad and because <laughs> it was like they had they had like a, an original version which Casanova. was like a bossa nova yeah, that's it, that's it, and that's it. and yeah. it was kind of like they couldn't really get it but then once they like hit it like the way it is mm-hmm. now i think that maybe that's when he was like okay gotcha. this is pretty good yeah, yeah okay interesting so continue on what you're saying sorry i cut you off uh, i had a thought i kind of forgot what i was talking about 
he yeah i think once he recognized that sting was like a really talented guy mm-hmm. he was probably you know more balanced could see yeah. the talent in the three guys where he wasn't trying to like you know start any any more conflict than Absolutely. there already was you know? there was plenty going <laughs> yeah so. i know he had flown during the ghost in the machine or maybe after ghost in the machine he had flown to the studio because they were arguing so bad and he likes like come on guys we gotta fucking get this together and make this record you know what i mean i'd heard this probably yeah probably something like yeah, that there's so many interviews that we <laughs> yeah we're not fact checking here we're just rolling with it yeah i mean I, yeah i've seen so much stuff that it's yeah. it's hard to get all the tiny yeah. little details favorite uh documentary well does sting have one i haven't seen the sting one probably i don't know i've seen andy's and i've seen stewart's i don't think he's made one yeah like okay. stewart has made one andy has made one because they were into the whole film thing and like pictures. Yeah. You know yeah. I mean? Andy still to this was. day is like kind of a big photographer yeah. and all that. And then Stuart, he kind of like, he had like his camera that he yeah. had. The little, the super eight thing. Yeah. Yeah. About? So all yeah. the, all the footage in that one is pretty cool. Like behind the scenes. Thank God he stuff. was filming that stuff, dude. You yeah. know what I mean? Like yeah. that stuff's just gone. A lot of bands like film was expensive back then. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? So bands like wouldn't film. Like I, I read this about Van Halen that like, they have very few shows filmed in a nine-year run because film was expensive and you had to hire a film crew. I'm like, yeah, fuck, man. I know. It's like, <laughs> killing man. killing me, though. <laughs> yeah. Shit, I would love to see some of that stuff. You know what I mean? Yeah, have you seen Have you seen both of them, though? I have seen The Name of Stewart's, Remind Me. I think it's Strange Things Happen. Yeah. Or, or no, that's does everything it. stare? Every Everybody stares. Does every everyone stare? Yeah, you're right. Okay. That Strange Things great. Happens is his, is his book, I think. Okay, okay. And then Andy's is called Can't Stand Losing You, or uh, I think it's called Can't yeah, Stand I Losing so. You, right? Okay. I don't know which one I'd pick. I think Stewart's is definitely weirder, yeah. but they're both pretty weird, you know what I mean? But they're both really good. Yeah. Um, I would say I'd say Stewart's is better, I think. Stewart's got all that really good film. Yeah. Like, there's that one part where they're filming the music video for Do 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 a Da 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 and mm-hmm. Snowy Hill. Yeah, and like you can see, like in the video, he's got his little camera, and then like in the fucking documentary, it's him like <laughs> filming them, filming him. Yeah, yeah. That's I think stuff like that's really cool. Uh, yeah, I agree. I think Stewart yeah. is better. I think for Andy's, you're actually reading the book now. I am. I'm working uh, it, on it. The documentary is based off of that book, so mm-hmm. it's kind of like cut out a lot of the personal story stuff. Yeah. Focus on just the police stuff, mm-hmm. and then the kind of narration in the documentary is a lot pulled straight lines. from the book. Gotcha. Yeah. Well, that makes sense. I mean, yeah, that's a good way to do it. It's still great. They're both fantastic. Yeah, I would know? say if you really want to deep dive on that one, obviously you should watch it, but mm-hmm. the book is really good. I think it's you should good. read the book if you... I'm on chapter three now. Yeah. I'm excited. I'm about to read it after you leave, probably. Nice. <laughs> but yeah, okay. Another favorite thing about Stewart's is um, the footage. Like He talked a little bit more about the origin, I think, mm-hmm. than, than uh, Andy did. Like He did played some clips from like the CVGB gig and like just coming to America and like all the videos of them in the cars. I just thought it was a little more in detail. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. I think it's cause like kind of that's cause he was there for before Andy. So he yeah. kind of has a little more insight about like the idea behind the concept yeah. and everything. Whereas Andy sort of joined a little bit later. So here's how it's supposed to go. Yeah. I kind of wonder, <laughs> like I had found, I didn't know that sting wrote the intro riff for message in a bottle. Did you know this? Um, I'd wondered how much of the like actual guitar that Andy writes because surely Sting brings him a song that's pretty much barely complete. Yeah, and I'm just wondering does he fucking rip out that those gnarly like little stretches that he does, or does Sting have like a really guideline on it? I guess there's no way to know, but like I was just curious if you had any thoughts on that. Yeah, I don't know. Um, 
are you like a hundred percent on that? That Sting wrote that. I, do you think he I, like wrote the chord progression and then kind of Andy did the uh, more of the riff rifted? Or? I'm pretty sure. I'm about ninety percent sure that I saw a video where uh, Sting's talking about they were on the back in the back of a bus. And he wrote do 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 So I'm thinking that Sting wrote that. Yeah, because he plays guitar. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Either way, great riff. Yeah. <laughs> but um, <laughs> so Stuart, I mean, it's it's tough for Stuart. Like the whole scenario is tough for Stuart here. Mm-hmm. I can't. Well, I can't imagine. But like, I can't imagine having your band and losing your band. Pretty much. You know what I mean? He kind of yeah. lost his band in a way. Yeah. Maybe not in the early days, but mm-hmm. kind of a, towards the it end. It took a while, but I mean, eventually it was kind of more. At post nineteen eighty, would you say? I'd say yeah. post eighty. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> Starting at Ghost after Zenyatta. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Gotcha. Gotcha. So I mean, I don't. There's really nothing he can do, though, man. You know what I mean? He's not singing. Yeah. <laughs> Obviously, well, even on the early ones, like you know, he only gets like maybe one song. That's true. An album. So it's like yeah. even in the early days, he kind of know knew. Yeah. But I guess you know he expected the thing that they wanted was to be the biggest band, and yeah. I guess. He knew that Sting could could get him there. You, you know? see some interviews where he's really humble about it, just saying that like Sting was amazing and like obviously we couldn't have done it without him mm-hmm. and we needed his songs. And I don't think that Andy or Stewart actually technically wrote any hits, did they? In theory, did um, they have any singles? I don't think so. <laughs> I don't think so either. Yeah, I don't think so. <laughs> I don't, <laughs> not saying they haven't written some good songs, yeah. but like. At the end of the day, the, the hits were coming from Sting. Yeah, so it, I get they it. they both have good music. It's mm-hmm. just a lot more like you got to be into it. Yeah, gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Like I'm pretty, I'm I'm pretty big into like the Stuart stuff. Yeah, he's the instrumental like, stuff. He's like my favorite musician, yeah. probably ever. I <laughs> love it. Not just my favorite drummer, but I'll like I like day. his his music, his compositions afterwards mm-hmm. and everything. I haven't really dug into that. I know you're going to go see him yet today. Was it? Would it have been today? It would have. It would have been, been today. Um, it's the twelfth, right? I think it last Friday. Oh, okay. Sorry. I thought it was the seventh, I believe. Yeah. Okay. Well, it you... got literally moved to next November, <laughs> which was sucks. a huge bummer. Yeah. <laughs> and it was going to be a- Stuart playing drums with a symphony, right? With Atlanta Symphony Orchestra. Oh, man. Yeah. That'd have been so playing cool. Playing police songs. I bet they sound just absolutely gnarly on a string yeah. arrangement. You know what yeah. I mean? I bet they sound absolutely sweet. You know what I mean? <laughs> I've seen some videos, but I didn't want to watch too much of them because I didn't want to like spoil yeah, it or anything. <laughs> And um, Stu's just ripping it back there. But you know? what I've heard is really, really cool. I believe so. it. Yeah, I could see that for sure. Let's talk about Stuart for a minute. Yeah, dude, he's so like different. You know what I mean, yeah. like he, I, I like to say he's a subtle, like very subtly badass. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. He never, you know, he never has a drum solo. Never. He's never playing anything that sounds unplayable, like mm-hmm. Neil or whatever mm-hmm, you know mm-hmm. he's never playing anything too crazy but yeah just something about him just hits it's so different it's so good yeah, yeah it's like he's really the first drummer that actually made me want to play drums you like love that, man like not just appreciate drums yeah. you know like all the legends yeah just connected yeah. it's crazy how some musicians are like that like just want to just like people be crazy about somebody and you won't get it and then somebody else is just like it just makes sense, you yeah. know what I mean? Maybe that's how, how Eddie is for you yeah, on guitar. Yeah, 100%. It's like you listen to the album and you're like, I got to play uh, drums right now, you yeah. know? It's like, oh my fucking goodness, how is he doing that? I want to do that. <laughs> yeah. And then you just worship the ground they walk on pretty much, like yeah. looking up fucking guitar amp settings and you know what I mean? I could tell yeah. you what guitar I used on what records, you know, stupid <laughs> shit like that. But yeah. like, you know how it is. 
I, I love the way he plays too, man. And I didn't really notice it when I was a kid, but like, uh, I mean, surely once I got to like middle school, I was like, this motherfucker is playing. Like, and it's like really, I won't say groove. I guess it's groovy. I mean, yeah, there's definitely, he has a flow, but like his snare sound, dude. Yep. He t- cranks it way up. <laughs> Does cranks he? it way up. He's got the uh, iconic, the, I think they're called like octobons or something. Mm-hmm. The little drums that are really high pitched yeah. toms. And he's got the little bitty cymbal. Little you know, bitty cymbals. <laughs> yeah. He, obviously, you know, people say he's like reggae influenced. Yeah. Cause he like white reggae is what he they grew call up it. in like the middle east so he's got the like okay. the reggae but also this sort of like middle eastern kind of yeah. influence I it gives hear- him like a different sense of rhythm where like yeah. he'll just emphasize things just differently than yeah. I feel like other people would and he can do little i mean like he's never like too flashy not that being flat there's nothing wrong with being flashy yeah. but like he's always like like yet again, like a subtle flash, you know. Yeah, what I mean? it's like you can hear his chops without him even like really like using standing them. Standing up behind the kid, going like, yeah, you yeah, know what I mean? yeah, Like he's really subtle about yeah. it, you know what it's I mean? It's like you can just you can just hear it. In, yeah, it's in just obvious, playing. you know yeah. what I mean? So good, man. So and good. just the parts that he writes for his songs, like you can mm-hmm. tell, it's like, you know, the parts are really like sort of mm-hmm. a good fit with the song, basically. Mm-hmm. Like and usually intricate without being too like messy, you know what yeah. I mean? Like he he'll always fit whatever Philly's doing in in time, you know what I mean? Yeah, like he's a good field drummer as well as being a good like mm-hmm. player. Just hold and I like the intro to um when the world is coming down like the just that like slap in. Yeah. That's a really good really good one. Good example. Message in a bottle. Probably my favorite song. I love it, man. Probably. And and on the record, first two is like not much is happening, right? He's doing some little like tings around with the symbols and stuff is that uh, right and what's message in the bottle verse two i think this is interesting yeah yeah he yeah. he does like that's why i love it it's like this perfect dynamic progression like the first verse he's mm-hmm. playing one thing second verse he's playing one thing yeah third verse he's playing another thing and just the way that it hits is like perfect it's crazy i guess what i'll call pop drumming like yeah. he's drumming within the context of like a pop song Perfect. To give it like the perfect dynamic yeah. flow. And I didn't even really realize it, but like not many people, like that doesn't happen much. You don't usually go from like pretty upbeat first verse to like very quiet second verse. That's fucking smart, man. Yeah. And it's, it fits perfectly with like the lyrics. Like, yeah. you know, I always forget the lyrics when we're, <laughs> when we're practicing the song. Verse <laughs> yeah. two uh, is a toughie. But yeah, it's like the frantic, like, last verse it perfectly matches like what sting is saying yeah. like the, le- yeah. the second one's more laid back you know mm-hmm. he may find out what he wants yeah. whatever and then the third, the third one's verse like, is like no we're screwed we're gonna be here forever <laughs> like there's a hundred million out. other yeah. people out here too you know <laughs> that's crazy man. and it just perfectly fits in the way that he builds that outro oh it's crazy can't wait to play that one live man i know can't wait it's gonna be that's the one i've been the most excited <laughs> about lately uh, i would say so too <laughs> it's just a great song man it's a great song yeah and speaking of which back to the vocals dude sting the songwriting dude to like the imagery mm-hmm. i don't know if anybody does it better than he does yeah think about songs like messaging the bottle you can fucking like you almost imagine yourself being on an island and like you can see 100 million bottles like when i think about it or when yeah. i hear it like i can fucking imagine being there and there's no there's not another song like that you know what i mean that makes you feel like you're stranded on an island yeah what one thing about fucking it pop song you know what i mean yeah one one thing about sting that i love is like so many songs you know the, the most popular song theme of all time is about like love absolutely so if you think about the police songs i don't think there is about one. like random stuff yeah. like it's not about love it's about like real stuff in his yeah. life like real feelings you know very specific things message almost. in a bottle walking uh-huh. on the moon like uh-huh 
There's not many like Don't lovey stand songs. Don't so close to me about being a teacher. You the know thematic I mean? stuff yeah. that he pulls from is super like deep and, and, and good. And it's so like like imagery. He's so fucking good at that. Like mm-hmm. um, uh, wrapped around your finger. Do you like the song? Yeah, I love the song. But uh, you know the first two verses are, I'll be. I'll be wrapped around your finger. And then the last one, he switches it and yeah. you'll be wrapped around my finger. Yeah. There's a badass drum part at the end of that song. It's uh, coming into verse three. I'll play it for you after this. You might not know what I'm talking about, yeah. but I actually, I think you do. I will when I hear it. Yeah. If I hear it. Stuart kicks in, dude. It's so fucking badass going in the last chorus and he switches to, uh, you'll be wrapped around my finger. Yeah. That's badass, man. Yeah, man. The drums on Synchronicity are good, man. The, the way, the way he yes. kicks into that final chorus on King of Pain. Oh my god! The dude. best build ever. King of Pain is such a good song, dude. It's so good. That's another visually pleasing song. You yeah. know what I mean? You wait. Maybe that's what I'm thinking of. What did I say? You said well, uh, wrapped around your finger. Okay, uh, I'll play it for you after. I'll let you okay. know. We'll let you know. It's one of those two because it kicks in with the fucking snare, and I know exactly where it is. I just gotta make sure. Invisible Sun. Do you like Invisible Sun? Yeah, that's a pretty good one. That's a. It's I like, a, like the a live, darker. I like the live versions of that one. He's like talking about a. A wolfsman pack or a, you know like all kind of crazy shit <laughs> yeah. but it makes sense it feels good I, I think that if i had to pick a side of the police like a side of one album mm-hmm. and you might not really know the side because you don't have them on vinyl yeah like one of my favorite i, I play them on records while i go to sleep mm-hmm. the first side of synchronicity is like the perfect go to sleep record what's the last song on the first side i think it's invisible sun i think it's um uh, that's not on synchronicity okay sorry king of pain that's towards like the end. Hold on. I'll look it up for you. I okay. got it because I always put it on. Are you sure Invisible Sun's not on there? Not on Synchronicity. It's on okay. uh, Ghost of the Machine. Hold on. Synchronicity side one. Let me read these off to you. Would it be Every Breath You Take? Is that? Every Breath You Take is the first song on that side. Another thing oh. I've noticed about them is they always put their best song first usually, which I think is smart. Yeah. Don't you think? Yeah. They, they're really good about that. A lot That's of something I was going to get to on the rankings yeah. is... It's something about the first song and the last song mm-hmm. are always like a certain kind of have a certain vibe. Which is smart, man, because like you can really catch somebody with the first song. You know what I mean? Get them keep listening. A lot of bands are like their best song will be like ninth on the record. And it's yeah. like, well, if I make it there, you know what I mean? Back yeah. then, you know, you know what I mean? You had to skip aside. All right, it's um, every breath you take, King of Pain, wrapped around your finger, Tea in the Sahara. That's, Wait, my that's side two. Side. I thought you said side one. Okay, hold on. Oh, you do know your sides. How do you know your sides if you don't have the records? Well, I mean, I've listened to it so yeah. many times. Okay, that's right. Side two is my favorite side. Okay, yeah. Side yeah. that album is so backloaded. Like all <laughs> the bangers all are on the, on the side. yeah. Okay, yeah. So I was thinking you were you like the side with like mother okay. and, and synchronicity one and two. I, I'm I'm on side two. Okay, side okay. two is my good gotcha. listen. My like, I can really fade out with this. Like you know what I mean. Great that sounds sleep. actually like a great time. It so really start is. it with every breath you take. Every onward. breath you take. Yeah, I might have to go to sleep to that. You tonight. do, man. I'm telling you, that's a great <laughs> side right there. King of Pain, such a fucking great song too. So it's yeah. wrapped around your fingers. Those... Is there another one on there that I'm not thinking of? Is just Let's those see. four? Just those four on the front side, and then side two is Synchronicity One, Walking in Your Footsteps. Oh my God, Mother, Miss Grand Grand. Ooh, I don't know what that word is. Radinka. Radinka. Synchronicity Two, mm. and you Synchronicity Two is my favorite of the two. I think. Of one and two? Yeah, out of one and two. What do yeah, you think? Yeah, I agree. Yeah. That's such a good song. Yeah. You, you pointed it out to me because I didn't know the name of it. Yeah. But, I mean, I knew it, but like I didn't know it. That song was like a pretty big hit. I feel really? like that's kind of like a... 
the music video he looks really weird he looks like a satan yeah <laughs> it's yeah because the whole the whole vibe of the song is like about the like mm. Ness monster mm. or something <laughs> which is weird <laughs> yeah. so weird it's like just just so random but so appropriate i guess you know what i mean yeah and then ghost in the machine ghost in the machine is pretty dark except for every little thing she does is magic mm-hmm. is that right yeah Okay, and Invisible Sun, that, you're right, that's on there. Yeah. Dark. Pretty yeah. dark, you know what I mean? Secret Journey. Pass it here, it should a... be in that stack. Let's see what else is on this. Great record, I'm not hating on it, I just think it's the darkest um... one, in my opinion. Let's see what we got, read me off. We got, uh, first half, Spirits in the Material World. Mm-hmm. Good one. Banger. Every Little Thing She Does. Ooh, banger. Very good one. Visible Sun. Uh, like I said, the live versions of that song are really good. With the guitar stuff it. that he does on that. Um, Hunger for You. Oh, yeah. Getting into kind like of saxophone one. stuff. <laughs> uh, of the, the saxophone sax. ones, I think Demolition Man. I like Demolition Man. my favorite Man. of the you saxophone like Demolition ones. Demolition Man. Yeah, that's a banger. Yeah. Uh-huh. Too Much Information. Can't say I like that song too. <laughs> I can't say I could sing that one right now. I don't it, know. It. It's uh. Okay, wait. Decide to start with Do Do Do. Where are you on Ghost of the Machine? Yeah. Oh, okay. Sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead. Uh, too Much Information. Rehumanize Yourself, One World, Omega Man, Omega Man, which is just... I've been listening to it since you told me to. The it's Best Banger. Police Deep Cut, um, Secret Journey and Darkness. Secret Journey and Darkness. Darkness is definitely the theme. Yeah, Darkness <laughs> is a is, a, is an oddball, one. yeah. Uh, is this the one where they agreed to put all the slow ones on one side or something? Have you heard this? I haven't heard anything like that. I might have to send you the link. I'm pretty sure that they said one of these records they did, they agreed to put all of these slower ones on the second side, which I guess that doesn't make sense for this one. Yeah. It might be a different one. That I get do, do, do. I get like ghost in the machine is kind of the, the uh, one that I get mixed up. You know what I mean? Like, uh, I, I was, I thought do, do, do was on there. Yeah. Do, it's do, a do. super mixed bag. Like yeah. it's so weird. Like yeah. how you have the like sting saxophone mm-hmm. ones. And then you have like every little thing she does. None of the songs, <laughs> it doesn't fit as like an album. It like, really doesn't. Yeah. It, it's not a listen. It's a good I mean? listen. Cause it's like a good mm-hmm. mixed bag, but as it, kind of like a whole piece, it's it's it just doesn't a feel real consistent weird one. or yeah. like a like a like Zenyatta Mandata. The it, whole thing feels right. Yeah, you know what I mean. It's probably the least consistent of the of all their albums. Still, in my I, mean, I mean, still a great record. Yeah, you know I mean, we're, we're we're hating on it, but still fantastic. Not hating, but yeah, digging in. <laughs> Is that the one with the okay, thing you're talking about? Yeah, here we go. I got you. Wait, maybe not. Nope. This is with the gigabyte. This is the '80s, you know. Everything oh, was really yeah. technological. You know, <laughs> <laughs> the whole uh, synth thing was coming on strong. Ah. I think it's funny that our parents believed the records and the rappers. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like you see the rapper, yeah. They just peel it out. We would never do some shit like that. You I know, know. never. <laughs> we just send it. You know what I <laughs> mean? Fuck, I don't think I have the one. I guess it's synchronicity. Anyways, and what do you know about this cover here? Uh. Anything? Yeah, it's their three heads. Yeah, that's, yeah, I didn't know that for a while, man. Yeah. Like I've had this record forever. I, I mean, I I probably couldn't tell you which is which. It, yeah, if if you had, I mean, this has got to be Sting with the with the hair pulled yeah, back. Yeah, yeah, you know what I mean. Probably. But what the fuck is? <laughs> I don't know what's going on in that right far right one. Is it? What's it supposed to is be? Is this is this hair hanging down, and hair like Andy's pulled back? Yeah, I think so. Maybe. <laughs> I, I know this know. one is definitely Sting. 
I've read Probably. that. Yeah, because he had the little mullet going on, you know what I mean? I don't know what they were thinking with this album. <laughs> <laughs> it's very 80s, like, coming-of-age yeah. technology thing, you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, it's a weird one, yeah. It's cool, though. It's cool, it's yeah. Cool. Everybody get a glance at this right here. It fits even if you don't know what it is. Yeah, right? yeah, it's a very, very cool cover. There's a bunch of cool, like, I watch a lot of Ghost in the Machine, like, tour dates. Mm-hmm. I don't know why I just watch that era a lot. Even though it's not really my favorite, but, like, they have some really cool shirts with this shit on yeah. it, like hoodies and shit. I'm trying to get one. I don't have any good police merch. I Me need either, man. Because yeah. you don't see it. Well, I mean, not, I mean, you don't see it at rock and roll stores or anything. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I want something that bad. Yeah. Like some really, like a, the synchronicity cover is wicked too. I think I have it. Oh, no, I don't have it. It's, it's in my hometown. But uh, the synchronicity cover, you were telling me that there's more than one. Yeah. I had no fucking idea, dude. Yeah, I don't no know clue. when I found this out, but yeah, there's like, I want to say 30-something different synchronicity covers. Mm-hmm. They're all kind of the 30? same. 30? I want to say there's 30. Holy shit. Because it's like uh, every little picture that's on there, there's a cover where it's in a different spot, like okay. top left, top yeah, middle. Yeah, like the bars are switched. The The color uh, bars are switched. Mm-hmm. The pictures are switched. Um, So pretty much if you look it up, like... Everyone on Google Images will just be a different cover. I I did look it up and I was surprised. I didn't realize there was thirty, but fuck's sake. Yeah, it was cool because there's not like a base one either. There's not like one where they're printed more than others, is there? No, I don't think yeah, so. Yeah, because it, like each one's kind of special now. I yeah. was like, I was like looking for mine. I was like scrolling through. I was like, man, where the fuck's mine? Yeah, at? And that's I found why. It. I, that's I like, why that's I cool. said I, you showed me your your albums, and I I was like, you know your synchronicity cover is really cool. And I was like, I just like the particular one you yeah. had. Yeah. It's got the yellow in the middle. Yeah. Which is a cool cover either way. Like the blue, I guess red and yellow. It's like a really light. Yeah. And they have some cool t-shirts from that tour too. Have you seen yeah. those? Like the little synchronicity. I've seen logo? some of them. Yeah. yeah. I would like one. One like yeah, that. Fuck yeah, man. We're really geeking out now. We're getting deep. <laughs> We're getting deep. To the merch. If you're all still with us, you know what I mean? We, we, <laughs> we obviously like the police. You know what I'm saying? So let's rank something. What do you say? Cool. Let's see how the poll's doing first. All right. We're, oh, it's got lower. We're at 58% police right 58%. now. 58%. <laughs> don't like that one bit. Let's see. Got a few no. It's Rush's. Nope. Don't like that. Can people like reply with what they think it is? No. I, the only choice I gave was Rush. Because oh. I figured that that would be the only other one I'd hear. Probably. You know what I mean? Like, who's another great trio? John Mayer trio or yeah. like Blink-182. You said or, someone said Nirvana. That's yeah. That's a good pick. I, that's that's a solid pick. I just never thought of them as a three piece. Yeah, because they got Pat Smear in the band. I think. I think you're thinking about Foof. Well, no, yeah, they did. They did, didn't they? Yeah. I feel like it might be towards the end though. So. Yeah. Pat Smear's in Foo Fighters and Nirvana. Yeah. Okay. I, I guess. I didn't think about that. Yeah. I you you mentioned that, and I didn't think about who the fourth guitarist was. I think it's Pat Smear, right? Yeah. He plays think, on the Unplugged and everything. I think kind of classically, they think about them as a three piece though. As long as the majority of albums are a three-piece, I would take it. And yeah. I guess I'm sure he wasn't there for most of the history. Yeah. So, yeah, that's a really good answer. I think Nir- I personally think that Nirvana's catalog is better than Rush. Mm-hmm. That's just me. Uh, Rush is one of those bands that doesn't really register for me. Like I They understand have so the many talent. more albums. It's yeah. hard, to, hard to gauge. They've had a couple lineups, too, haven't they? Uh, Rush? No. no? Just the same, same guys. Three? whole time. I mean, obviously, they're like super fucking talented you know what i mean yeah. it's just like the the catalog doesn't resonate with me you know what i yeah. mean like i can shuffle the police or nirvana yeah i can't shuffle rush yeah there's there's a lot of stuff going on Spider you got to kind of just pick a good album and run mm-hmm. with it you got to listen to like moving pictures that's yeah. kind of the one with tom sawyer yeah yeah i know the, that cover kind that's of the cool biggest cover. one um that's the one i would start with and then you can kind of get into the interesting little weirder ones like uh 
Farewell to Kings, I believe it is. Farewell to Kings. It has uh, Xanadu, if you know that okay. song, and Closer to the Heart. Yeah. Yeah, okay. that's the kind Got of it. a hit that you... you yeah, know, I know that one. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? So <laughs> Just hits only. <laughs> yeah, I, I was Spirit big in the, the Rush radio. for a bit. They're, yeah? they're a good trio. Um, and they're obviously super talented, all three of them. Yeah, Jimi Hendrix trio. Yeah. Oh, I didn't think about that. The mm-hmm. Experience is a trio. Yep. And the other kind of iconic one that comes to mind is Cream. Cream, yeah. Who's another Clapton, one of my favorites? Ginger yeah. and um, who's the third guy? Jack Bruce. Jack Bruce. Okay, mm-hmm. okay. So these are all really good answers. Maybe I should have given more choices. Yeah. But is there the a way to time, get, let people choose on Instagram? I will. I'll do another one where I could do like a quiz, but I guess I have to pick a right answer. Yeah. I'll just make the right answer to the police. Just I can't believe though. Right. Still, people people pick Rush more often now. No, no, no. Right now, the police are winning. Well, it's fifty six percent police. Yeah, I, yeah. Even, but but compared to the police in Rush, like uh-huh. that seems like I would. You'd know, expect the police to do better. They to go have far a lot more, more radio, a lot more mainstream without trying to be. I think yeah. you know what I mean. Like easy listens. I know girls don't like Rush. Apparently, have you heard this? That like yeah. their shows are like ninety five percent dudes. Uh, yeah, I could imagine that. One. <laughs> police, on the other hand, probably probably sixty forty women. You know what I mean? Yeah. What do you probably. think? Yeah, yeah, I, I could I could imagine that, especially yeah. seeing their live shows. Mm-hmm. They're screaming, <laughs> everyone. You know, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's like uh, something about. In the Van Halen book, I think, uh, reading it, it's like... What chapter are you on? I'm just curious. Uh, two? I finished two, Let's chapter go. two. Okay. So he said, like, the girls want to be with the band, mm-hmm. and, and the, the guys, guys want to be... Yes. <laughs> yeah. That's the perfect band right there. The girls want to be with them, and the guys want to be... Them. I think the police matches that. I yeah. think they were the... What does Andy say? He said, give me a break. I was one of the, the most eligible bachelor in the world, or something like that. You know what I mean? They were the three most eligible bachelors in the world. Yeah. And, yeah, that's... I mean, they look the same too. That's what I think is cool. They kind of look similar. You know what I mean? The, with the blonde hair, a little bit. Like you see the picture of them, they look like a unit. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like there's no outlier. I, can I guess see that. you know what I mean. Like none of them are like, you know what I mean? Like just different. They look the same. Yeah. Yeah. Same kind of like skinny, white guy, short blonde hair, kind of. But they all have a little bit of like an iconicness to them. Mm-hmm. I think because like that's kind of what the Ghost of the Machine is trying to like capture is yeah. like their iconic. I think that's. Maybe it doesn't do it too well because they don't mean, look too. Oh, this right here. Yeah, where it's yeah. like not even their face; it's just like an icon, icon of their face. Yeah. Okay. Like I get what you mean. If you saw the shape of their head, for instance, like you would know who they you are. Know, yeah. yeah, and they they're all real serious kind of in a lot of pictures. You know what I mean? Real <laughs> mean mugging, like real badass looking. Dudes I think they kind of look back to those like album covers as kind of corny, is Do what they? I've heard. Like really? yeah, like Zenyatta, it just looks super like over serious <laughs> like you know i love it man yeah i think it's cool i think they're cool too yeah that stings like fuck this it's just in this weird <laughs> big triangle like he's like fuck putting andy songs on here man <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> fuck this. <laughs> that was another cool thing in stewart's documentaries he showed the photo sessions from this it was like pictures oh, yeah. looking different ways and then mm-hmm. finally the final shot yeah i remember I that this is i haven't cool watched photo. that one in a long time i need to yeah it was on one. i had it recorded <laughs> vcr you know what i mean yeah. Or not VCR, but like a DVR. So. Yeah. And it it's not on, on YouTube. Yeah, it was on TV. I recorded it, and Whoa. I worshipped that thing. Yeah. Because in my hometown, we don't really have Wi-Fi, and I watch it a million times. It's so good. Dang. Yeah. Cool. So, But it's not on YouTube. That's a bummer. I don't remember where I watched it. Yeah. I, I might have had to, like, go digging for it mm-hmm. to find it. Yeah. Well, let me know if you find it somewhere, because I don't see it on YouTube anywhere. Yeah. I'll Which try to see what way. I can do. Yeah. All righty. Sweet. I mean, Can't Stand Losing You is not on YouTube either. It's on... Amazon Music or Amazon Prime. Have you seen this? Amazon has mm-hmm. their own TV and Can't Stand Losing You on YouTube. You have to pay 15 fucking dollars to watch it. 
I was about to do it. I was like, fuck, man, I haven't seen this forever. I want to yeah. see it. <laughs> I don't remember where I watched that one either, but it's been a while. Back but... in the free streaming days, you know what I mean? No, I probably just dug around on the internet yeah. until I found yeah. like a free version. Or and something. then I went to Amazon Music. It's free on there, the whole thing. It's really good. I probably watched it in like <laughs> a terrible quality, 240p or something. <laughs> you love it. It's blurry as hell. All right, so let's get to ranking these. What do you say? Which one do you, should we rank the first album first? Probably so. Uh, do like the album rankings? Mm-hmm. Uh, let's do, yeah, let's do, uh, let's do a separate album first. Let's do Outlandish and more. Okay. You got the rankings for that one? Yeah, I do. I think my, my, my top three might be kind of predictable. Um, I couldn't, I think mine won't. won't really? Be. Yeah. I think mine is, is going to be pretty predictable. I'm coming in with some hot takes. Hot on this takes? One. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> All right. Yeah. I love to hear it. This is exciting. Maybe not. I don't know. No. We might have the same exact thing. I don't I know. I think compared to mine, mine, mine's too obvious. Okay, if yours is, if you say yours is obvious, I kind of know what you yeah, mean. Yeah, you know mine, what I mean. Mine might not be so obvious. All right, let's start with number 10. <laughs> what do you got, number 10? Uh, born in the 50s. Me too, brother man. Oh, man, that song is just so lame. <laughs> it just doesn't, doesn't, it doesn't hit the spot, you know what I mean? <laughs> no, no, I'm glad you said that, because I was putting it down there. I was like, man, I hope Connor don't love any of these songs I put at like 12. Yeah, yeah, I think that might happen on the other one. Maybe right. I put some of your... Maybe not. No, nah, we'll it doesn't matter. What do you got, number nine? Number nine, uh, Masoko Tonga. Okay, we're close on that one. I have hole in my life. Really? You yeah. don't like this song? I don't care for that one. It doesn't. It doesn't. Something about it. It's a little like. I don't know what I don't know what I'd say about it. I don't yeah. think I've like it. Just doesn't like I like in the first thirty seconds. It doesn't resonate with me. Yeah, so I remember. I, like it usually. I remember when I first kind of started listening to Police for some reason. I put on this first album and I I just clicked a random song. It was yeah. a hole in my life. And you love it? No. Well, no. That's what I was <laughs> going to say. It made me like, because I was like, I was trying to get in the police. There were always yeah. this band that I was kind of like vaguely not really interested yeah, in. Yeah. And so I was like, I'm going to give it a shot. Puts on a random song yeah. and it's a hole in my life. And it was like, not quite. And it yeah. wasn't until, like I said, my friend showed me uh the early, early stuff, like nothing achieving. I was like, okay, mm-hmm. I need to listen to this whole album. Yeah, and then yeah. it hits next to you, which is like, <laughs> yeah, let's go. You know, so that's a whole lot better than the Hole in My Life. All right, what do you have at number eight? Uh, hole in My Life. Okay, sweet. So we're really close here because my number eight is is Mesco Tango. How do you say it? Uh, Masoko Tonga. I, I like the song, but like I don't listen to it that much. Yeah, I like it. It's it's got the the gibberish lyrics. Yeah, like, yeah. It's not like, in I can't a tell language. a single word he's saying in the yeah. first in the first thing. Other than "Born in the '50s," though, this one was pretty pretty hard because I like every other song. Yeah, okay. Like, from here up is like, like I like "Holding My Life." Yeah. Yeah. Okay. From from for me, number seven up are all hits, in my opinion. Yeah. I agree. All right. Let's start with number seven. What you got? Uh, hot take. Can't stand losing you. What? Yes. No, really? <laughs> yes. You don't For, like can't stand losing you? Well, no, I said I, I like okay, it. Okay, you like it, but, but why, why so low? I don't know. Something Aww. about that song just never quite hit. Like it, it's not as it catchy as Roxanne. It. Mm-hmm. It's not as punky as the other songs. It's a little soft. Yeah, it it just doesn't quite hit for me. I don't okay, know what it is. Okay. I'll take that. I'm a little pissed, but I'll take it. Yeah, I was gonna say. I, I told you <laughs> no, I was no, coming no. in with the with the big take. No, I do love that song though. I yeah. think that's a really good one. I guess we'll see. Can't stand losing. I can't. It's it's a really good song. Yeah, I I was just, I was making it this just earlier. Did, I mean, and these are all gonna be different. Like we could do this again next month, and our ten would be in a different order. Probably. I think. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? So this really can't take this with a grain of salt. But what did you say? Your number was that six? That was seven. Okay, my number seven is "Be My Girl." Really? South. Yeah. Never been a huge fan. I it like was, it. It's a good listen. It was between uh, 
I'll go ahead and say that's my number six. It's your number six? Okay, uh, perfect. But yeah, I was, I was debating whether to put that ahead, but I just love that song. Really? Yeah, that it, riff. Do it's you know, a good listen. Do you know where that's from? Like the riff? The riff? The nah. I don't this, think so. so this is some deep, okay, deep, deep police lore. That's what we're doing here. Into, yeah. yeah. So um, let's see. So basically uh, Sting and Stewart were kind of already together in the band, uh-huh. and someone invited them to play at a gig the Mike Howlett, I believe is his mm-hmm. name. Never heard of him. Um, so he invites them to play this gig with him. It's like a reunion for a band that Mike used to be in. And Mike invites Sting and Stuart, or he had Sting and another drummer, but the other drummer couldn't come. Sting invites Stuart because they're already kind of playing together. Mm-hmm. The guitarist is Andy. Okay, so this is how they meet. I, I think this they might have met before a little bit, or this might be have been how they meet. I want to say they met beforehand, though. Okay. And so they recorded this like demo tape basically under yeah. the name Strontium 90. Have you heard of that? I have not. I don't know anything. Look up about Strontium this. 90 Police Academy. Um it only has a couple things that are like of interest. One of them is an early demo of Every Little Thing She Does Is Magic. Really? So that I, song is written way back. I had no idea. I thought that was a fresh write. Mm-mm. It's completely That's good different to know. version. I think it's it's just acoustic guitar. Is it good? What do you think? Do you it's like good, it? yeah. It's a whole different vibe. It's literally just him and guitar singing. It's basically a demo. But, I love demos. And Big demo guy. another thing of interest is a song called Three O'Clock Shot. Mm-hmm. Uh, demo? It's No, it's a live recording of a song. I don't know who wrote it. <laughs> I don't know where it came from. Yeah. But the opening riff of that song is be my girl okay so when they were writing this song yeah they repurposed that song but it's like you know how be my girl is that just banging riff Mm -hmm. and then this poem yeah and then the riff comes in again well it's the riff as like a whole song like a fleshed out song okay so Um, they just repurposed that's cool and that live performance is is one of my favorite i mean i guess i can't technically consider it a police recording but it's one of my favorite i'm gonna have to listen to this i wrote it down that sounds solid. I mean, that's a good song. But yeah, that's why it's I like good, that one so much. Is, it's an easy listen. Is the three o'clock shot riff, mm-hmm. and I like the, I like the poem. Obviously, it's not like a full song, but yeah, it's not like a like a masterpiece lyrically. But like, it's pretty good. But I the think. poem is is it's good, great. Yeah, <laughs> it's a good listen. It's All just right. so weird too, like how they yeah. like that they even thought to they had like <laughs> the guts to put that on an album as their first album that they want to be a hit. They just jacked it. They put this random like poem about a blow up doll. So uh, weird. Just at the end of the oh, album for some reason. I mean? Yeah. Oh man. So that was number that was seven. That uh Be My Girl is my number six. So what's your six? I don't even want to t- this this one kinda hurt me, but I, I had to put it at six. This is a great song. I had to put Peanuts at six, bro. Peanuts. Peanuts at six, bro. <laughs> uh, Peanuts is my five. <laughs> okay, okay. So Peanuts is a good song, though, dude. Yeah. It really is. That's a Stuart, is. Stuart one. What? Mm-hmm. I didn't know that. Yeah. It's okay. kind of, I think it's like Sting and Stuart, but yeah. I consider it a Stuart. I like the friend. end when he starts yelling Peanuts. Yeah. And it's got it's that weird little, like, Peanuts. whistly thing. It yeah. sounds like a balloon deflating. Yeah. yeah it's like a... I don't know what that is. Like a slide Uh, whistle? They call it... Yeah, maybe that is what it's called. I don't know. I've never known what it is (laughs) that's making that weird sound. But I can always... Because it keeps going at the end when the record ends. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. It sounds like a a, a party horn. Yeah, yeah. Like like a a party. Like a prop. You know what I mean? Like something weird. But great song. I hated to put it that low, but these next five are... Bangers. You know what I'm saying? All Mm -hmm. right. What's your number five? Uh, It's Peanuts. Okay, sweet. Okay. So wait, what was your number six? Your number six was Be My Girl. Be My Girl. Okay. 
Number five was Peanuts. My number five is Truth Is Everybody. Nice. And I hated to put it there too because it's a great song. Yeah, that's the one that I always Truth forget. Like I, I forget about that song. Then I listen to this album and I'm like, this song is great. It really is. This is a really great yeah. song. The vocals, like the way they layer on top of each other. It's really well recorded too, the, it seems like. The guitar in the chorus, uh-huh. how he hits those like bright. It's kind of like how he hits in the chorus of of next to you. Uh-huh. He just kind of hits these like really bright sounding yeah, chords. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's really like spacey kind of. Yeah, it's 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 not too fast. Like it's just a good song. Yeah, it's a and banger. Sting really does have a great vocal on that track. Mm-hmm. All right, what do you got? Number four, Roxanne. Woo, that's pretty low. Pretty man. low. Come yeah. on now. Again, it's you're like, just tired of hearing it. Is it like a thing that you've heard it so many times? I don't think so. Uh, it's kind of like uh. Can't stand losing you. Yeah, it's like it's got a lot of energy, mm-hmm. but not as much energy as the next three. In my gotcha, opinion, gotcha. And I think that's what I really love about that first that early album police is like punk almost. They you know just I mean? like like they they say in all the interviews, especially Stewart. He's like, we were trying to take over the world. Yeah, and that's on awesome. this first album, you can hear the ambition in their playing <laughs> on some of these songs. You and, love that. I mean, that's pretty bold of a band to come out and say, "Hey, we're yeah, trying to take over the world." That's what I want to do. That's and awesome. so that's what I really love about them is like yeah. that energy. And Roxanne has it as like a mm-hmm. like a hit song, but Great I think the next track. the next three, I don't know, it just they hit me more. I don't okay, know. okay. I like Roxanne. I mean, I talk about great imagery. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? The whole prostitute thing. Like yeah. it's just just a great song. <laughs> uh, four. I'll take four. I'm not pissed about four. I think it's a little low. I think it could have gone top three. Come yeah. on, throw me a bone here. Yeah. But I can't, I can't, we'll ju- I can't judge your four. <laughs> I told you they were going to be hot takes. My number four, and I hated to put this here too because it's it gets tough. Six and up was really tough for me. Mm-hmm. I put so lonely, so lonely. I love that song. It's upbeat. It sounds like it's out of Sting's range, doesn't it? It's so yeah. High. Towards the end mm-hmm. is uh, there's not a key change, but yeah, he kind of hits like the harmonies yeah. where he's almost like yeah. hitting like an octave harmony or something. Like it he's going super high, ridiculously high. Like just. Just the standard is high. The harmony is dummy high. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? It's hard to sing just, just along with the radio. Yeah. But like, I love that song. It's really upbeat. I think it's funny that like, to me, it sounds like it's out of his range. Like after this record, he he doesn't have another song that's too far up. You know what I mean? He kind of learned from it, in my opinion. Yeah. Because he's playing it live every night, and I'm sure it wasn't not easy. You know. Yeah. What I mean? And I'm even sure. in songs like like next to you, mm-hmm. he kind of sings a little different. Like he doesn't hit the. Yeah. He doesn't gotcha. hit, quite hit the high. Yeah. He kind of sings a little bit different. Doing that every night will wear you out, you know what yeah. I mean? And even like you look at like the 2008 tour or whatever it was, he brings songs like Next to You and So Lonely. He brings them way down, doesn't mm-hmm. he? Is that yeah. just me? Or is it like yeah, they've rearranged so. it lower? Yeah, Because like think his so. voice couldn't do it anymore. I've never thought about that, but yeah, he does mm-hmm. sing really high on a lot of these songs. Dude, this first record, he I don't think he understood yet. Well, he, he might have understood it, but like you got to play this shit every night, you know what yeah. I mean? And like... When you're touring however many nights a year, it'll wear you out. That's my theory. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because like after this record, you can't. I don't think you can find me another police song that sounds like he's straining that hard. Yeah. But he's straining on that one. Yeah. Which is impressively high. Man. I never thought about that, but that's, yeah. That's Next a good time point. you listen and tell me it doesn't sound like he's kind of maxing his range out. I know exactly what you're talking yeah. about. On so lonely, especially towards so the lonely. end. Yeah. He's going way too and high. It sounds like so lonely. Yeah. So lonely. You know what I mean? Yeah. But yeah, just that's my thoughts on that. That's my theory. Yeah. That's what I've got. All right. 
What do you got? Number three. We're in the top three. It's getting getting crunch time. I think uh, I know you're number one. I got to figure it out. Yeah, you're, I got to figure it out. Uh, truth, it's everybody. Okay, I'll take that any day. Love that. Great song. Yeah, like I said, that's just like the big like underdog song. Of the oh, time. definitely. Like it's the one that people should know more than they do. But they don't. You yeah. know what I mean? You don't hear anybody say, "Oh, truth, it's everybody." Is my favorite song. Yeah, you know what I mean, but it's yeah. it's just a good one. I don't know. I guess it's easy to get hidden behind so lonely. Yeah. Roxanne can't stand losing you know yeah. I mean? like it's easily it couldn't be a single I don't think it wasn't a single right yeah there's yeah. too much other good stuff to be gotcha. that okay. one be the single my number three is next to you really yeah number three it hurt me to put it there but I had to do it I think you got to know my top two now <sighs> yeah yeah <laughs> I don't I guess I don't know which is which though okay it, it should be obvious probably yeah I think I know but... I, I'm gonna tell you why after all right go on with your number your number two uh, number two, so lonely. So lonely. Okay. I mean, we're pretty something close. about this song, like the energy of it, the way that it it's builds, really, really bouncy. The way that it mean? goes from you know the slow part to mm-hmm. the kind of like double time part. Someone told me something about the energy towards the end of the song, like I almost can't think of a song with that much just like manic energy, raw energy. And then at the end, when the double vocal kicks in, like uh-huh. like they're singing two different parts. You know what I mean? Yep. It is such a just like a just like a you know what I mean? Like it's such a good. Yeah. Good, like, flow. Like, you can tell it's live. The song has a, you know I mean? a harmonica. Like, <laughs> yeah. almost, not oh, solo, but... Yeah? Have you noticed that? I don't think so. There's, like, I a harmonica. There's a saxophone at some point. <laughs> no, there's, like, a harmonica feature really? in the song. Yeah. Well, it gets, like, so much it. energy that you got to add a harmonica yeah. to keep it going. <laughs> that, that's a pretty good song. Which is, is... It might be... Oh, there's one where they come in really hard with the shaker. Damn. I don't know. I'm gonna have to look into it, but I'll let you know. There's one where, like, in the third verse, it goes full out shakers. All yeah. you can hear. All right. Anyways, that was your number two, right? Yeah. Okay. My number two can't stand losing you. Yeah. I fucking love this song. Dude. I fucking love it. it. I love my favorite part is in the third chorus or second when they instead of ending it like they do in the first two, they go into a higher "Can't Stand Losing You." Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I can't. I don't want to sing the whole thing, yeah. but like, you know what I mean. <laughs> but I just love that song. I love playing that song. That's a fun one, and I think it. I, I guess theoretically, my my top two are the two biggest hits on this record. I guess. Uh, was your was your number one? Number one next to you. Okay, that's what I thought. That's yeah. a great one. I'll take that any day. Yeah. I knew my knew my top three had to be next to you. Can't stand losing you, Roxanne, just because those are the three for me. <laughs> and Roxanne's my number one because something about I could just think about it, like when I hear it, like I can visualize where he's at. Back yeah. to the imagery thing, like I could just feel like I know, like I'm there. Yeah. And like just being a kid, that's that's the first police song I've heard. You know, you're just a kid. You hear on the radio, whatever. Mm-hmm. It just something about it. It just felt right. Yeah, the guitar could, is badass. The drums are sweet. Yeah, it's all about what you, what you appreciate mm-hmm. about their music. Mm-hmm. And I could tell that was because you appreciate yeah. good songwriting. Yeah, I love and that. That's one. a really good song. It's a classic, man. It I really know. is. And like, just just like tracing it back to like you, you hear this when you're a kid. And you have no idea who the fuck it is. You're like, that's a good song. You yeah. know what I mean. And the whole red light thing. You don't have to put on a red light, like. Roxanne, they're all singing together. It's and he's like call and response in the choruses. Yeah, I just love that. Song. Something about yeah, something about it connects to people who don't even really like like rock music. It's true. It's not a rock song. You know, yeah. what I mean? it doesn't seem like one, does it? Yeah, that's what that's what I'm saying. It's it kind of just hits a different note. They're almost like there's a lot of songs where they're almost like not even rock. Like what are they? Yeah, I don't you think of I mean? them as a rock. They're, they kind of fit into the new wave. Yeah. Okay, I'll take that. It's kind of like Talking Heads. You wouldn't mm-hmm, call them a rock mm-hmm. band. They're like they're not like distortion, you know what I mean? And yeah. like like in your face, like flashy, but like they're like just talented. Man. It's only really rock because it's it's a guitar, bass, gotcha. and drums. But other gotcha. than that, they're doing something different. Yeah, I feel you. 
Well, sweet. That's a wrap on Outlandish de More. Is that nice. how you say it? Outlandish? Yeah. That, that weird album names, by the way. Not. Uh, <laughs> what do you think about mine? Do you think it was too No, weird? I thought that was extremely fair. Next to you, I would have. I thought about putting Next to You at my number one as like a, not a hot take, but like that's just a great song with yeah. great energy, great vibe. But Can't Stand I, Losing You was probably the lowest one. I'd say that, that's my surprising one from you. Yeah. I figured that'd be high for you. Yeah. Great song, but I'll take it. Yeah. All right, let's do... Let's do albums. Okay. We're at an hour. We've been here an hour. Really? <laughs> Hold on, let me make sure. <laughs> uh, 50, 55 minutes, my bad. Ah. If you're still with us at this point, thank you for listening in. Thank you. Thank you for listening to us geek out over our favorite band, of course. <laughs> it's always fun. We're going to rank one more album and the albums for you, and we're going to be done. All right, let's do albums. This should be fun. I, I know this one's going to... I know ours aren't the same. There's no way. Yeah. Because I think I know you're number one. I think you already told me you're number one. Previously. I think so. All right. What's your number five? Uh, Ghost in the Machine. Okay. I'll take that. I'll take that. My number number five right here. No. I hate to do it to you, man. No way. <laughs> I hate to do it. That's a, that's a hot take in my book. Okay. Okay. And I can see that because I'm looking at this message in the bottle, Regatta, uh, Walking on the Moon, Bring on the Night, or... Yeah, that's right. <laughs> it does everybody stare? I mean, there's bangers on it. What here. is it? Is it you just haven't listened to it as much? That's as the my others? thing with it. It's not a like the album's not good. It's it's the one that has resonated with me the least so far. Yeah. My number four being Ghost in the Machine. Yeah. So it was these two for me. Now I see that it's great, but like it just I haven't got all the way through it. You yeah. know what I mean? Sometimes I'll take a couple times to process, and while I've yeah. been listening to this forever, <clears throat> it just hasn't hit me yet. So, yeah. So throw me a throw me a bone here. Yeah, I'll Excuse get more me. into to it later when yeah. i talk about okay it. sweet yeah. so number three then or you're or number- ghost in the machine like like i said before that's that's getting a little bit into like where mm-hmm. sting is sort of taking too much control yeah. i've got that at four they got the uh the saxophone the yeah, infamous saxophone, saxophone. kind of synthy stuff too isn't there a synth on one of them well yeah like spirits of the material world mm-hmm. has the synth um yeah. i think secret journey kind of has yeah. like synthy stuff and every breath you take, or um, every little thing she does, has that whole like piano. Yeah, it's the first one where it's not just them three kind of. Yeah, you think? I think so. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean, I'm sure they play the piano or whatever, but like it's just it kind of a step out. All right, so what do you have at number? I've already asked you your four. No, plus your four. Uh, synchronicity. Synchronicity. That's a hot take, bro. <laughs> yeah. That's a hot take, and I can see it because as we know, side one is not amazing. I guess. Um. I mean, Synchronicity 2 is the best side, song on side one, in my opinion. Yeah. But you're side right. two is really fucking good, man. Yeah. That makes side up for it. Side two is really good. It's just, that album is just a weird representation of everything else. Like, it's almost like it kind of comes out of left field. Yeah. With okay. all those softer songs at the end. It's definitely different. Um, Like, the thing you, you showed me is like a radio interview. Mm-hmm. They were talking about that, kind of how, like, a song like Every Breath You Take is mm-hmm. a real, like, is a big risk. And I see that oh, is yeah. kind of what synchronicity is. It's like, it's a real risky album. That's yeah. like a weird direction for them to go Definitely. in after. And I, I, I started liking it a little bit less when I found out like they recorded it separate and all that stuff. Cause that kind of stuff matters to me a little bit. But like, why did that make you like it less? Well, it made me just like, like when you're a kid and you're listening to it, it's like, Oh, this band's awesome. They're fucking tight. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? And then like, now that I know that like they pretty much could stay in each other's guts at this point, it kind of takes a little bit of something away from it. That being said, it's still amazing. Yeah, I think that side too. I kind of think fantastic. that that makes me like it more. Really, with the con- everything about the police, the more context has made me like them more. Just something it's about sure. it where, you know, they 
they chose to go out at the mm-hmm. height of their career with I the biggest cool. song, Every Breath You Take. Yeah. And then they're like, you know, we're done for, you know, that's crazy. They could have kept going. They could have went in new directions, could have burned out. But I just have a, I have a good regard for that album. Even though I I put it so low. Yeah. I I like highly regard that. I mean, Regatta's at number five and Ghost is at four. These are all five are fucking great. You know what I mean? (laughs) Like we have to rank some of them low, but they're obviously, they're all fucking fantastic. So that was your number four. My number three, and this was tough to put it here, but I'm putting the debut at number three. It was tough to put it there. I had to do it though. Yeah, that's, I had to do it. That's fair. I yeah. I like that one a lot. Uh, my number three is Zenyatta. Okay, I'll take that. That's pretty close um, for me. Yeah. So I I really like that the first album, but I could understand not liking. Yeah. It. They're definitely not like refined. I quite think there's yet. there's a few on there like four in the fifties and stuff like that. Yeah, that it's didn't got really some register. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So your number three is Zenyatta. Zenyatta. Okay. What is it about Zenyatta that puts it number three for you? Um. In my opinion, really nothing. Really, yeah. just that it, it just, just comes you after had, the you next like the two. other two's better. Yeah. Okay. I can't necessarily think of anything too bad about it. There's some at the end that are yeah. kind of hit or miss. My thing, I think this is the best album. Like they, the songs sound consistent. In my opinion, you know uh, what I mean. Listening to it earlier, I kind of agree. Yeah, like they all have a similar vibe in a weird way. Maybe not the absolute like mm-hmm. absolute best in my opinion, but I think. It's a really good listen. Like yeah, it's an album. Yeah, you know, it's, it's not a, a good bunch album. of singles. You know what I mean? Or like a bunch of songs that were just thrown together. Like it seems like it's written for this. Which is surprising because it kind of was like a bunch yeah. of songs. I'd heard stuff like together. Sting was like showing Stewart through the drums as they played it yeah. and stuff. Like here's your fill or whatever. Or here's mm-hmm. your change, which is crazy because they sound pretty fucking tight. Yeah. Won a Grammy for one or two of them. Uh, Grammy for Andy's song, I guess. Yeah. Which is cool. All right, so number two, what you got? Number two is Regatta. Regatta? Mm-hmm. I'll take that. I mean, I just haven't got into it, like I said, but mm-hmm. what, what puts it at number two for you? Number two, uh, I think <clears throat> that's probably what I would pick as like the best album. Okay. That's kind of what I, I've kind of talked about it before. They, That's when I think is their creative Experimentation peak. stage. Because uh, I've heard Stuart talk about in interviews where it's like, they do the first album, they have hits. Mm-hmm. The second album obviously is a big toss up. Yeah. They put out the second album that also has hits. So now they have to keep that chain going. So this is the album where they're still free to go crazy, do what they want. But now after this album, they have this expectation to have a lot of hits. And that does change the songs on this album. Exactly. So, so the rest of the albums, that's kind of why they're so hit or miss because the songs are either really good Mm -hmm. or they're kind of so, so, but on this album, there's a lot of too big without, without you's on there. That's a Mm -hmm. great song. Really good song. But that's too big without you. <laughs> yeah, that's a that's a good one. But th- this album is is what I say is like their creative peak. peak. Like they were hitting on all mm-hmm. reggae cylinders, rock, gotcha. You know, elements, yeah. all the elements that make them the police are yeah. on that album. And I'll I think, take that any day, man. And I think sprung from the the yeah. the juices that were flowing on that album, in yeah. my opinion. Back to the imagery for like the tenth time, walking on the moon. Good one. Feels like you're walking on the fucking moon, man. Yeah. Have you? So do good. you know like the origin of that song? No, nah, tell me about it. Uh, something like Sting was, I think he was like drunk or something, <laughs> and he was playing that bass line, do do do. Yeah. And he's he said, walking around the room, uh-huh. and he was just walking around the room, and then it became walking on the moon. He was like, do do do, walking on the moon. Oh, walking uh, walk around the room. That's dope, man. Yeah. I didn't know that. That's a 
top tier for me. We should have ranked our favorite 10 Police songs, but that would have took me a minute to figure yeah, out. Yeah, that would have took me a while. That would have been, been a good one. There's always next time. So, let's see. We're at, that was your number two. Mm-hmm. My number two is Synchronicity. I really love the second side. First side is weak, but I think the second side is so good that it makes up for it. Yeah. I didn't know if that would be your number two or one. I thought about it. Yeah. Thought I about it, like but I couldn't one. do it. Yeah. So you know I'm number one now. Yeah. What's what, yours? Uh, what do you think about the the kind of weirder songs on that one? What do you think about Mother? On Synchronicity? Uh-huh. I think I can, when I play it on my vinyl record, I think I can listen to them and like kind of tune them out if I need to, but uh-huh. I don't think any of them are bad you yeah. know what i mean like i don't think they're bad but like when i hear them they're not stuck in my head you know yeah. what i mean what do you think about them uh mother's a weird one it's that's an Andy weird one. yeah i've heard this it's a weird right yeah that, some sort of details that's as much as i hate to say it it's kind of like a little bit good that they didn't yeah. like they held back the reins on andy because he would have went all out crazy <laughs> Was crazy shit yeah he's a the, weird guy what i think the little that he gets away with really helps especially on albums like zenyatta mm-hmm. where Think about like the guitar solo in Driven to Tears. Driven to Tears, yeah. It's just Driven a weird to, like, yeah, it's like you know, yeah, it's yeah, like yeah. all over the place. But when he gets like a full song, he kind of goes full Andy yeah, and gets like he's like, "This is my shot right here." <laughs> yeah, I like uh, I like Miss Gradinko though. Miss Gradinko, that's a Stewart one. Okay, that's on Synchronicity. Yeah, I feel like I'd have to hear it. Yeah, I guess I spend so much time on side two that side one kind of goes under the rug for me. Yeah, but side two is so good. Yeah, it is good. What do you All think right. about Murder by Numbers? Murder by Numbers, I like that one. Uh, I think it's a good listen, but I'd say it's top tier on that first side. Mm-hmm. You're right, wouldn't you say? I think Synchronicity I 2 is the best one on that side. Well, you're still talking about Synchronicity, um, right? Uh, Murder by Numbers is like the ending, the sort it's of on like side a, two? Mm-hmm. I'd have to hear it. But Why I don't not? know if it's actually on the record. It's kind of like uh, a secret. I thought we were saying bonus that, track. What was it? Let's see. I still got it here. Side two is T in the Sahara. I like that one a lot. Side one, let me find it for you. It, Murder by Numbers, it's like, I don't know if it's like a re-release or something. Maybe but so, because I don't see it on the side one or on side two. It's, on it's like the end of Synchronicity after T in the Sahara. I've definitely heard it in the uh, This is the Police playlist mm-hmm. on Spotify. That's where I've heard it. I've never been uh, big on that song. I just wondered what you thought about it. I thought it was a good listen. I don't think it's amazing. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? All right, so let's do your number one. What's your number one? I already uh, know that. Yeah, Outlandos. <laughs> yeah, I'll take that any day. It's a <clears throat> fucking great debut, man. It yeah. really is. And I'll take that any... You mean you got easily six, probably seven. I mean, even the average fan could see six, <laughs> you know what I mean? Bangers. Yeah. Just straight bangers. Yeah, I think even Hole in My Life, like they, they that brought that song back on the reunion tour. Oh, okay. Which is well, a surprise good. one, yeah. Yeah, it's surprising, you know what I mean? If you've listened to Certifiable, I have, like the live I was, album. I think... That, isn't that the one that's in Rio, though? It's that's a, a different live album. Okay, different one. There's one where he's talking in a different language a bunch. Yeah, I think that's the... It's still certifiable. It's though, like Police it? Live, okay. and then there's Certifiable, which is from the reunion. Gotcha. I've listened to both, and I've listened to the one in Atlanta. But mm-hmm. my number one is in Yada. Like I said earlier, though, I think it's just the most consistent listen, and it's the one that resonates with me the most. Mm-hmm. Which is just pretty much what we're doing, picking our favorites. You yeah. know what I mean? <laughs> I think, yeah, me. I think liking the first one the most is kind of a hot take. Like, it's, it just has a lot of personal. I like the cover of it. The cover yeah. is cool. Do you know there's, like, different versions of that one, too? What? Where the uh, the police is in different, like, colors. Oh, yeah? Uh, there's, like, the. They look really blonde in that one. The one you have is the red one? Uh, I don't have the first one. Oh. 
Uh, Trey oh. has the first one. I've seen oh, two okay. pictures of Trey's. It's all blonde. I don't know. I have to let you know next they, time. I think that maybe it's different countries, but one of them is red one, which yeah. is the one most people see. And one is the blue one, I think okay. is the original where the text is in blue. That's cool that they did that. You don't hear about anybody else doing that. Mm-hmm. That's really cool. But yeah, um, when you listen to Zenyatta to me, it's like a vibe, man. Like the whole thing. Like Driven to Tears, a great song. When the world is running down, you make the best of what's still around. It's a catchy one. I agree. Uh, Canary and Coal Mine is really catchy, although it's weird <laughs> as fuck. Yeah. Uh, Voices Inside My Head is pretty good. Bombs Away is great. Doo 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 is great. Behind My Camel is the really creepy Halloween sounding <laughs> song. You know what I mean? Yeah. Man in Suitcase. That's my argument for you. And we're at an hour and 13 minutes. <laughs> so we probably should wrap it up. We probably should save this other guy. No Zenyatta ranking? Yeah, because we could do fucking several police episodes. You know we could. Of course. We're not even draining the tank completely yet. <laughs> All right, everybody. Thank you for tuning in. Tonight we had Mr. Connor Anchorage with us. Connor, do you have any parting words? Uh, Listen to the police. Yes. Listen that's... to uh, listen to Omega Man. Yes. That's a deep cut. Yes. Uh, Ghost and Machine. Check it out. Yeah. Zenyatta Mandata. Thank you for tuning in. This is a great time. James on the Rocks uh, tribute episode for the police. The date is November 12th, 2020. Connor Anchorage was my guest. We're going to do it again one day. Let us know what police songs you want to hear about. That's it. Bye. See ya. Give him a little wave, Connor. See ya. <laughs>